It's Tuesday, February 4th. I am Martine Powers. This is an election update from Post Reports. So tell me, what happened last night? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what happened last night. We still don't have results. Jenna Johnson has been reporting from Iowa. Our caucus is electing nine delegates. With your your campaign. Group up with your campaign right now. For the past year, everyone's been talking about the Iowa caucuses. The candidates have been spending millions of dollars here. Thousands of volunteers have been giving up their time. And at the end of the day, we didn't know who the winner was. Okay, 223, 24, no, no, no. We had a lot of candidates claiming that they were the winner or claiming that they had a really good night, but we had no way of checking that. And so given everything that's been building up to this moment, we're left with just not really much of anything. But what do we know about exactly what went wrong? Like, why don't we have any results so far? Well, the big thing is the precincts were having trouble getting the results from their precincts to the state party. Now, let's remember the Iowa caucuses are not like your typical primary contest. People are not showing up at voting locations and using ballots. This is a process that's run by the Democratic state party, not by the government. And so it's up to the party to figure out how to get all of the results to them so that they can decide who the winner is. And that process just broke down. Are we going to rely now? The the super slick technology is messing with us. And that's why we're held up. We're held up. We're held up by slick, super efficient technology. There was an app that the different precinct leaders were supposed to use to report the results. A lot of people were having trouble logging into that, trying to get it to work. The backup was for people to call the state party, call in their results. And there were waits of an hour or two for people trying to do it that way. We have to, we have to make the official report before we can realign. There were some party leaders who tried to just take photos of the results and then drive them to the state party headquarters. Oh, wow. But there was no one there who could receive them. So it was really one of these things where we seem to have results from all of these precincts and the state party assures us they don't think that there was any fraud that happened here. They're not worried about the validity of the results that they got that they just have a reporting problem. Hmm. They just had a problem getting all of the numbers into one place and into a usable format so that they could communicate them to the world. We will come around and add to your totals. So just, just stay put. And we'll come around here in just a few minutes. But even if there were certain caucuses where you had people, like, taking pictures of the crowd to be able to to actually tabulate the results— there's not a concern that that there might be some inaccuracy in the results that come out? Or is this really just an issue of, yes, we have to wait longer than people would have liked, but we know that the results are solid and that what is ultimately reported will be accurate? 
Iowa Democrats are saying exactly what you just said. You know, the process was fine. No need to worry about the accuracy of the results. It's just going to take us a little while to get the results in a usable format. Some of the campaigns are raising questions about individual precincts. And so I think in the coming days, there's going to be some attention to perhaps some of the inconsistencies. And you mentioned that some of the campaigns have already declared some form of victory, even though it's clear that nobody has any idea what's going on. Why are we seeing those kinds of messages from campaigns so far? And how are they reacting to this uncertainty, considering all the time and money and effort that has been poured into Iowa over the past year? So all of the major campaigns had a precinct captain at every single precinct in the state. Those are the people who kind of rallied everyone together. Those were the people who were in charge of recruiting new supporters. And so they had people on the ground who could kind of tell them what they were seeing and hearing. And most of the campaigns had a way for those precinct captains to tell them what they were seeing and what was going on. And so the campaigns are kind of basing their results on that, on on what their own people were seeing on the ground. Various campaigns have uh, gone to various lengths in how they talk about that. So we don't know all the results. (laughs) But Pete Buttigieg, the former mayor of South Bend, Indiana, basically gave a victory speech last night. By all indications, we are going on to New Hampshire victorious. Even though we don't have any formal results yet, Other campaigns were careful to say, you know, they thought that they had a really good night and framed it just kind of in those terms. So while the caucuses were actually happening, what were you and other reporters actually looking at? Yeah, so we sent reporters to six different caucuses across the state. We picked places that we thought would be kind of key to understanding what happened here in Iowa. So we sent someone to the Des Moines suburbs. Okay, all caucus doors line up in rows of 10. And we're going to go around and we're going to count all of the groups of 10. We sent someone to a Spanish language caucus in Des Moines. We sent two people to counties in the eastern part of the state that voted for Obama twice and then Trump once. Yeah, so we get to elect seven delegates from our And we sent a reporter to a small farming community in the northwestern part of the state. And again, we don't have results yet, but what we were seeing was that Bernie Sanders seemed to have a good night. He came close to winning Iowa in 2016, and he still has a lot of support here. And and I would point out that our colleague, Maria Sacchetti, I covered the first Spanish-language caucuses in Iowa. She was tweeting from a voting site in Des Moines at uh, a YMCA. About 200 people, mostly Latinos, showed up. And she just took pictures of the people that were standing for each candidate. And Warren, Klobuchar, Biden, Buttigieg, they all had just like a handful of people, if so much. And then they were overwhelmingly for Bernie Sanders, they said, because he had reached out to them often in their native language in Spanish. And I thought that was really notable. 
there was almost no need for realignment. The Bernie Sanders supporters would not be moved. His campaign has been really making an effort to connect with non-white voters. Um, This is something that he struggled with in the last election. Uh, His movement was seen as kind of one that was very white. And so he's gone into this election trying to correct for that. And so we saw the results of that at the YMCA that Maria was at. But we saw that a lot of times when caucus goers went in during the first round of caucusing, Sanders would get a big group of support. But then there was the second round of caucusing and people who had supported candidates who couldn't get enough support in the room had to basically pick a second pick. I can tell the precinct captains to come over and talk to you. you... Well, only only the precinct? No, we're also welcome to walk up to people and say, convince me. And in a lot of caucuses, we saw that Sanders was not really picking up other people's supporters. And in one case in Ankeny, which is a suburb of Des Moines, Sanders won the first round, but then he could only get six more people in the second round. And they were mostly all Andrew Yang supporters. Six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13. Yang is not viable in the first round. Meanwhile, Pete Buttigieg was able to get 27 new supporters. 27. And that meant he won in that precinct. Mm. It also seemed like not a great night for former Vice President Joe Biden. There were a lot of places where we expected Biden to do quite well, and he just didn't. He was not getting big numbers. Elizabeth Warren has spent a year organizing here in Iowa She had one of the best field programs in the state. And again, we didn't see a massive, overwhelming swell of support for her. You know, this seemed to be a really good night for Pete Buttigieg. You know, he has spent also a lot of time in the state, uh, especially while the senators were stuck in D.C. for the impeachment. He's been having several events a day all over the state And we saw that result in, you know, what seems to be a lot of support for him. That's interesting if if you're saying that at least anecdotally from what you all saw from those six voting sites, that it seems like the people who wanted to vote for Bernie Sanders were people who went in and had him as their first choice and really stuck with him. What do you think that tells us about the candidates and their viability nationally? Well, I mean, the big challenge for Bernie Sanders, even before the caucuses happened, was this impression that he might not be able to rally the party around him, that while he has some very passionate supporters, that he could struggle to get the supporters of other candidates to get behind him. And so a big challenge for him is going to be proving that he can not only represent his diehard supporters, but that he can bring in other Democrats and get them to believe in him. And again, from the six caucuses that that we went to, uh, we were seeing kind of before our eyes that, that that seems to still be a problem for him. But we have a lot of observations from across the state 
We have a lot of campaigns trying to tell us what happened, but we don't have any formal results of the biggest night in politics so far this year. And I think a lot of voters in other states were looking to Iowa to maybe narrow the field a little bit more and help them decide which people they should be considering for the Democratic nomination. And at the end of the night, we didn't have any clear answers. We didn't have any clear direction. Um, The results were just as muddied as this whole process has been. Jenna Johnson covers politics for The Post. On Tuesday afternoon, Democratic Party officials in Iowa said that they expect to release partial results from the caucuses later Tuesday evening. That's it for this segment of Post Reports. Full episodes of our show come out every weekday afternoon. You can subscribe at postreports.com or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Martine Powers. Thanks for listening. Thank you.